This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 362 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. You can visit them for all of your holiday shopping needs at equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. Howdy, everybody. I'm Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Well, we have another new, for the third day in a row, another new expert with us today. His name is Raphael Val, and he is an amazing horseman with a very famous Tennessee walking horse named Ivory Pal. He's a self-taught horseman, and uh, Raphael will share with us what he's learned along the way. We've had him on a couple of the other shows, and he is absolutely fascinating. I asked him to come on here and do tips for us because he just is an amazing horseman, and I think you will enjoy what you hear from Raphael. We're going to be back with Raphael shortly, right after this word from Equestrian Collections. It's not too late. <laughs> What's the perfect holiday gift? It's a gift certificate from EquestrianCollections.com. Let that horse lover in your life buy whatever their little heart desires. We know sometimes it's difficult to buy for horse people, especially this horse husband knows that. You just never seem to get the right thing. Well, you can solve that problem by getting a gift certificate from EquestrianCollections.com. It's not too late. You have until the 24th to hop in there and buy that gift certificate and have it printed out and under the tree for the 25th. So stop on over to EquestrianCollections.com for the perfect gift that keeps on giving. A gift certificate from EquestrianCollections.com. Well, hi, Raphael, and welcome to Horse Tip Daily. This is your first day on as a new expert on our tip show here at the Horse Radio Network, and we appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you, Glenn. Uh, glad to be on the show. We appreciate and are honored by the invitation. Well, you know, you've been on a couple of our other shows now, and, and uh, now it's just you and I. We don't have any of the wild women co-hosts uh, getting in the way here. So, um, And you <laughs> you were a big hit on Stable Scoop and, and on the Horses in the Morning. You gave us a call one morning, and it was so nice to have you uh, join us there. And I asked you to come do tips because you kind of have a unique story, and, you know, you've done... You've gained a lot of respect in your community. So let's let's talk a little bit about you, kind of in Reader's Digest version. What's your story with horses? Well, my horses, I think I was probably born with that gene. That I just loved them from as a kid. As a matter of fact, one of my very early childhood memories was uh, when my parents would travel on business trip, they would take me. And there was a hotel in one of the cities that had a white mechanical horse. I remember being about probably three or four years old and asking my mom to put me on that horse until she pretty much ran out of dimes back then. It may have been even sickle. <laughs> so, yeah, and then the other thing was... Wait, isn't it funny I how was, nothing changes, Raphael? We're still running out of dimes because oh, of our horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about that. Yeah, we work for the horses, but it's all good because they, you know, what we spend on them monetarily, you can't replace what they gave us back in... Uh, and love and just enriching our lives, but so that that's kind of a, you know how I remember being in love with horses. But I didn't never owned any horses until basically I owned, we bought Ivory Pound about it's been nine years ago. So I like most people I would, would go off and 
adventure and rent some trail horses and so forth. But you know, my biggest experience with horses was in the summers. Uh, I would go down to um, Nicaragua, and that's where my family's from in Central America. And my uncles had horses on their farms, and it was a working um, dairy cow. And then uh, we would uh, just ride, and I loved it. And that was what I used to look for every summer, get on uh, the plane, uh, head down to Nicaragua. And out of curiosity, on your uncle's farms down there, um, what did they ride? What, what breed were, did they have? They were primarily Andalusians. Uh, that was the main breed uh, there, and, and uh, I loved their mind. And, you know, they were flashy and so forth. But, yeah, we rode the, 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 the stallions and so forth. They were incorporated into the working the cows and so forth, and you would just grab them out from the uh, pastures where they ran, um, you know, wild with their bands and so forth, just grab them and, and put them, you know, go ride and bring in the cows for the milking or check out the rice pasture. So that yeah, was a great, and I was able to do that from the time I was pretty much nine years old until I was 15. They, things changed down there politically and everything, and I was never able to go back again as an adult so until basically 15, until... You know, I was uh, kind of aging myself here until I was six. I would just, you know, whenever I could, just rent some horses and from these little, you know, dude places or so forth. Now, you you went from basically, you know, just having catch rides um, until you got Ivory Pal then, until you bought Ivory Pal? That's correct. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, it was exactly in, it was 2001. Uh, April 2001. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a little, a little over uh, nine years ago. Now, t- and, uh, so, I, so refresh, sorry, refresh the because that that I didn't know that part. So that's that's uh, I'm finding this fascinating. And then you went in a matter of a few short years after buying Ivory Pal to him being a champion, and you having to learn to be a champion in the horse world, which doesn't usually happen in that short a period of time. Right, yeah, he, he kind of took me along the ride. He said all I was looking for was a good trail horse just to enjoy riding with my wife, just pleasure riding, had no interest in ever showing or anything. But, you know, one thing led to the other, and one day we found ourselves in the show ring. Don't ask me how it happened, but it happened, and then one thing led to the other. And, and like I said, it, it's basically a testament to Ivory Powell's intelligence and versatility and forgiveness um, because, believe it or not, he was actually once considered a show reject. And uh, and that was kind of what drove us uh, to, to uh, train and work hard and to go to the show ring to prove a little, to, to prove that it can be done, you know, uh, naturally and with respect for the animal and the horse and building a partnership rather than seeing the horse as a means to an end, just with blue ribbons and just get on it and ride in like it's a mechanical thing or like a motorcycle. So, yeah, it was uh, things happened quickly. I don't know how it happened. I guess it was just uh, destiny. And But, uh, yeah, I've just basically had to learn uh, as I went. Uh, but before we bought Pal, we knew we wanted horses, and I pretty much subscribed to every single horse magazine out there and had all the videos that were out there all of, of the books you know, had libraries and so forth and that helped but there's nothing you can read all about it but until you actually do something it's totally different uh, but but it helped you know the, the fact that uh, we kind of uh, try to give ourselves a, a degree in horsemanship but it was not actually until working with the horses in particular ivory pal that uh, you know things kind of evolved into where we are now 
And it, just uh, tell everybody about Ivory Powell a little bit um, for those that uh, missed our previous shows. Yeah, Ivory Powell, he's a golden Palomino, Tennessee walking horse stallion. Um, he's pretty much a, a versatile horse with just an exceptional exceptional temperament and such a strong willing to uh, will to to please and learn and. That's what's made it easy for me because he has been some forgiven. And I like to make sure people understand that I've made mistakes along the way because, like I said, I got into this pretty much with uh, limited um, knowledge of, uh, of understanding the whole horse or even how to ride. I mean, basically, I think, like both of us, we, we were taught, you know, you pull on the reins to stop and you kick on it to go. Yeah, Simple as that, but it, it, it's a lot more than that. And uh, just, just learning from, from him has been a great uh, journey and, uh, and and then we've gotten four other horses through through the last nine years. Um, but basically, Ivory Powell still remains my primary horse. Uh, I still trail ride and try to do as much as possible with him. And most important is to just try to let him be a horse. I, and uh, you know, I want a more question, and we'll get to your tip. How cool was it for you? Because you just said, you know, I've I used to get every magazine there was. Ivory Pal eventually, I think through about uh, probably around 2008, was on the cover of a bunch of different magazines. So how cool was it for you to see your horse on the cover of one of those magazines you used to read seven years before that? You know what is so humbling and to this very moment while we talk about it, it still brings tears to my eyes because you're absolutely right. Here I went from getting all these magazines, you know, or subscribing to them to all of a sudden seeing him, uh, Harry Powell on the cover of Heckless on Equine Wellness in the centerfold of uh, Horse Illustrated and so forth. So you're absolutely right. It, it was a very uh, humbling and a very rewarding experience. And, you know, we were so proud to uh, have him uh, on those magazines. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I still kind of... Uh, I remember those those very moments when I found out he was on the covers with very you know, fond and very humbling memories. You know, it's it's interesting, too, because uh, those of us that do have gotten magazines for years and years and years, uh, we remember covers. You remember the covers. And just like Time and all of those, you tend to remember covers. And his is, Ivory Pals is very memorable because it was it was a really a close-up of him coming at you out, out of the magazine. And if I remember right, he was by himself. Um, and it just was, it was a very, it was a really cool picture of him. Well, thank you. Yeah, Bob Bob Langridge. Yeah, that was correct. It was the, uh, I believe it was the March 2008 cover, and that picture was taken by Bob Langridge, and, you know, what's amazing is I remember, obviously, the photo session, and little did we know at that time that some of those images that Bob so beautifully captured would end up where they have ended. We also had a... Terry Prill has also worked with Ivory Powell. She's gotten a couple of um, uh, covers of, uh, of magazines and so forth. But, yeah, they've done a beautiful job in capturing Ivory Powell and his natural running ability, you know, just being a horse, just running out there in the pastures. And he loves it. He kind of seems to look at the camera or something. So every time uh, we have a photo shoot, because it's become an annual passage now where Bob Langers comes to our farm to take pictures of him, he kind of probably probably remembers that he just does his thing, and, and Bob Langer just smiles. He goes, I could tell this horse has done this before. You know? So it's kind of funny 
And then you never know when they, where the pictures end up. I think uh, Bob emailed me a couple of weeks ago said he was in uh, every time was in the uh, couple of the um, round trout calendars 2011. Oh, is that right? And the, and the Palomino calendars, and also in the uh, I think it's the Daily Journal. I haven't seen them yet, but I have to run over um, to Tractor Supply or something to get them. I well, think I've seen them on the website, but I haven't seen the actual you know hard copy of them. Well, we'll put a we'll put a, a link uh, to Ivory Pal's uh, website, of course, on our website. And Ivory Pal's website is ivorynoelranch.com. And you know he is—he's just a stunning Palomino. I mean, he's—he's he's got you know because he's a stallion, he—he—he he, he looks kind of studdish, and because of his colors and his pretty much white mane and tail, it just you know it—he just stands out. He's just you know he's a gorgeous horse, and I think that's you know obviously part of his attraction is his personality, and the other part is he's just kind of—he's just stunning, you know. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that, that's very kind of you to say that, Glenn. Yeah, thank you. And for us, it's kind of, he's just our boy, you know. I see him every day in the pasture and work with him. So, um, uh, But now I remember the first time I ever saw him, you know, when we were walking down that barn and we saw him. I remember my wife and I, his breath was also, uh, we were taken away and blown away by his his, his, his charisma and his uh, beauty. So I could understand why, you know, every people that don't see him every day are, are, are as fortunate as I am to have him in our pastures every day, I could understand the impact, but uh, we always are appreciative and humbled by everybody's uh, kind words and comments about our repal, so thank you. No problem, no problem. You know, I, I think for this first episode that I have you with, I almost want to throw you a curveball and say, let's save what you wanted to talk about, and maybe uh, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit, because I didn't know your whole story. We've talked several times, but I didn't know the whole story. So maybe, you know, as the tip for this first one, let's go back. You you bought Ivory Pal, and really, you were a very novice rider. How did you oh, go? Absolutely. Yeah, how did you go? You were an amateur amateur. How did you go from that point to a few short years later, being, you know, Ivory Pal being a champion in the ring? Did you did you take lessons um with him the whole time? I mean, were you together the whole time, or were you taking lessons separately, or did you do this yourself? Yeah, we did it ourselves. It was kind of, uh, I guess, my background in having played sports all my life and having been in the uh, army for fourteen years. You know, conditioning was a very a part of my life as a person. So I kind of applied it to the same principle to the horse because a lot of, a lot of people think, well, here's a thousand pound animal he's strong and everything but the uh, biomechanics the mechanics biomechanics of the horse is no different than the humans you know they have the muscles but unless they're developed and they're used they're going to be weak if they have great lungs but if they're not used or worked they're not going to have the lung capacity and it can't be an athlete no different than a human so those basic breaking it down into those principles uh Helped me understand how to work him, and remember, most of his uh, first four years, three and a half years, excuse me, of his life, Ivory Powell, he was in the stall 24 7. So he didn't have the conditioning. Before you got him, you year. mean? Correct, yeah, he was pretty much stalled because, like I said, he, was, he didn't respond to the traditional training methods that are found in some circles in the walking horse world, which is you know, just get him out of the stall, ride him up and down, and put him back. And there is no trail riding involved. There is no, uh, you know, mental stimulus involved in the horse. There is uh, no 
cross training and stuff for the doing side passes, you know, go for a pole, jumping or anything. So I knew when I bought him, he was very underdeveloped. So considering my prior background from, you know, playing sports and being in the Army, I just broke him down. I said, well, just let me condition him and let me get his mind stimulated. And he was a very playful horse. So the playing and so forth and the bond and me running around in the pasture with him, he gave that to me. I never set out to, like, well, I want to play with him. One day I jumped... The, the, the fence to the pasture, and he started chasing me around. And I started chasing him around and so from playing tag. And some people say, oh, you can't do that. He's a stallion. He's going to hurt you. And I'm like, well, I'm playing with him. He's not doing anything to me. We're just playing. And I, I, I sensed that, that respect that he had, you know, towards me and vice versa. So the, the relationship just kind of built uh, over that time of just grooming him, you know, letting him be a horse, uh, just understanding that, you know, he had some... Um, issues that he had to overcome from the harsh training methods. For example, I found out the hard way time I was riding him on just a trail, and I took off my cap to kind of uh, wipe the sweat on my forehead from Florida, and he didn't like that movement. What I realized is when I went to get my cap and raised my hand, he thought that the next movement was going to be would come down with the whip over his head, because that's the way he was trained. If he mm-hmm. made a mistake, it was fear-based. So all those just common sense things and just putting ourselves in the horse or in the place of a horse. If I was being trained or, or learned or something, how would I want to be treated? I don't think I would respond very well if I made a mistake because I didn't understand to be beaten over the head by something or being forced into something. Now, so wait a minute. Are you married? I, uh, yes. Well, then we should, you should be used to that, though. <laughs> oh, a little sometimes. You know? We had that well. Yeah, we just, I kept the pressure very well. <laughs> so I think the point I'm trying to make in, in you know, just talking to you, and by the way, it's always fascinating when we get to spend time together like this, is, is you know, you went, Ivory Powell went from nothing, a, ho- a horse pretty much standing in a barn. He was cute and all of that, but really knew nothing. You went from nothing, and you, you, you two became champions because, you know, we talk about Ivory Powell being a champion, but you were there with him. So uh, you were a champion as well. You know, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that you don't always, not all champions are, are you know, the, the, the champions that buy the $100,000 horses. Ivory Pal was not a $100,000 horse. So you two, you know, you two did it through hard work, through determination, and through a bond, through really a partnership of getting to know each other. That's where the championship came from. It didn't come from, from money. It didn't come from anything else other than heart and hard work. Um, and that's I think, absolutely correct. And I think that's what I'm going to call this particular tip is heart and hard work because so many times, you know, I went to the World Equestrian Games. There are partnerships there that are through heart and hard work. There are partnerships there that were purchased. And, right. you know, I, I, they may have become partnerships after that high dollar amount of a purchase, but it doesn't always have to be that way. There's hope for every kid out there who has a horse. Absolutely, and that's a great point because I'm not a professional trainer by all means, uh, Glenn. I mean, I don't train other people's horses. They have been asked to and so forth, and I just give people's tips. But I have a full-time career, and Ivory Palace is my hobby. So it shows that, one, you don't have to be, quote-unquote, a professional trainer to accomplish things. And second of all, you don't have to make this a full-time thing. Uh, The main thing is, like you alluded to, 
as long as the intentions are right and there's no the horse is not being as a means to an end and you always put the horse ahead of anything you know they're our responsibility and we're and we've been entrusted with their with their health both mentally and physically you know you will achieve something and, and not every horse is judged a champion by whether they win blue ribbons or not you know and any horse could be considered a champion as long as there's a partnership with the individual rider or owner. Um, so the, the, worth, the worth or value of a horse is not determined by how much ribbons or how many ribbons they want or how much money they want. It's determined by the bond and the relationship. I think that's the most important thing to, to remember. And always uh, just trust your instincts. Uh, there's so many times where I was told that you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't ride him with the bitless pride. You have to have shoes on him. Oh, you, uh, Tennessee Walker can't do a Spanish walk, or Tennessee Walker can't canter. You can't drive, you know, without blinders. You can't drive without a bit. So trust your instincts uh, and be, you know, your own professional trainer, uh, and, tr- and just do what you think is right for the horse and you know, use your judgment. Usually, there's a gut feeling when somebody's telling. Or somebody was telling me something to do, uh, and I would listen because we always got to be open to what people have to say because you may learn something. But you know, no no other individual can know what our horse is about other than us, and that comes from spending time just being out there and enjoying the horse without any uh, not being rushed or anything. And and what helped me with that is you know working having a full time career got to put up with people. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The biggest, yeah, so the biggest relief for me, believe it or not, was just going out and being in the pasture with him and having the dogs around me. So unintentionally, that helped develop the bond. So there was a lot of factors that came together, but like you mentioned earlier, as long as you know, people are willing to work hard and never compromise our integrity by that is not doing anything that will hurt the horse. Um, I think we'll be, you know, we should be good to go. And, and so don't, don't, uh, don't rely on quote-unquote professional trainers because there is no certification to be a professional trainer. You know, just rely on what we know to be the best thing for our individual horse. And every horse is different. I, I think I mentioned in one of the previous shows that we have four horses, and each one, each horse can ride differently and play with it differently. So it's being able to adapt to the horse and, you know, being able to push the right buttons to get it to um, do what we want. I mean, the other horses are great and we love them. No different than every pound, but they don't have the same mental or physical capacity that he does to to, um, to, to do it. So if I were to take one of these other horses and try to ask him to do what every pound was, that wouldn't be fair for them. I mean, they're, they're, they have strength in other areas, but overall, you know, that would be unrealistic to try to make it into something that they're not. So it's trying to also match the horse personality and abilities to what the rider and horse owner is trying to accomplish. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to have to cut it off here. Um, everybody can find your website at ivorynoelranch.com, plus Ivory Pal has t- almost 29,000 people who really like him on facebook just search for ivory pal on facebook and you'll find his page there too uh he's quite a popular guy um and you know you can do all of that just by hopping on to facebook search for ivory pal and become a become a friend 
And you have lots of great videos and pictures and all of that stuff. So you'll find all of that there. And thank you so much, Raphael, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, Glenn. Always a pleasure talking with you and always an honor to be on your show. Thank you very much. Well, you can certainly hear the love and compassion that Raphael has for his horses and especially Ivory Pal. And we thank him for joining us here on Horse Tip Daily. And he'll be back with more tips as time goes along. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to remember to tune us in every morning, 9 a.m. live at Horses in the Morning, me and uh, Jamie Jennings, as we uh, make an attempt to uh, uh, accompany your coffee every morning and just give you some light, lively equine entertainment. And that's 9 a.m. at HorsesInTheMorning.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 